Welcome back to I Did This Instead of Killing Myself, a stand-up comedy and lifestyle podcast I host out of my apartment. My name is David Baker. My guest today is Dante Anderson. Dante is a very talented stand-up comedian in the Greenville area, good friend of mine, and a recent guest on the Michael Collier radio show. He's got some uh, credits already. Today, our interview, uh, Dante breaks down the difference between black people and white people. He shares an STD scare at the doctor's office and shares his background in philosophy and comedy. Had a uh, great time interviewing Dante. Hope you enjoyed the interview. Here it is. Okay, welcome back. Dante Anderson, my guest today on I Did This Instead of Killing Myself. Oh, man, I'm glad I came before you did that. Uncomfortable now. Well, people don't always know how to take the name when they first hear it, but you saw the trailer, so it's not that bad. Yeah. But thanks for coming, man. Oh yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thanks for yeah. having me. So Dante is a Greenville stand up comic. He's uh how long have you been doing comedy? Oh uh, man, today, literally today, April twenty first marks my third year. Third year. Yeah. Okay. So if anybody we've had on so far, Dante's been doing it the longest. And uh, I I probably compliment every guest, but like I'm not just saying this. Dante's, uh, he's the most skilled uh, out of any of the comics we've, uh, or I think we've had so far. I'll Nothing against that. any of them. But I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take it, man. No, heck yeah. I mean, I remember... Um, I don't even remember the first night uh, I met you, but uh, we had um, one night at Radio Room. I had a couple of my buddies come to watch me, and I always get nervous when my buddies show up, like people I know. Mm -hmm. But I remember you were there, and uh, after the show, they were like, Dave, yeah, you're all right, but uh, who's that Dante dude at the end? That guy's funny. (laughs) Yeah, man. That's how it goes, man. You know, I just just try to come in and – I always remember to have fun. I, I figure if I'm having fun, they should be having fun too. So you know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So. But. Well, there's um. Yeah, um, and then I think I made a uh, a comment because I had heard the material before, but you've really developed. I mean, your best set of material is what you have like a really solid ten to fifteen. Is that what you? Yeah, 10 to 15 I mean, minutes? I'll give, I'll give it a 10 to 15, yeah, somewhere in between there. Okay, yeah. gotcha. And uh, what a lot of us new open mic comics are trying to learn is that, like, you need to work that stuff over a lot mm-hmm. and do kind of the same jokes over and over and over until yeah. they're really fine and polished, and you've kind of reached that. Yeah, man. Yeah. It, 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 get, it gets boring doing your material over and over, but, I mean, I just feel like the more you, the more you do it, it's just the more you build on it, you know. I try to do it when I'm – the more you do it when you're not feeling good, it's going to be times where it just come out great. You know what I mean? Like, so I try to always remember that. And, yeah. You know, and people are, people are listening too. Like, you know, I've had people that, you know, come up to me and tell me, you know, man, that's it. I can tell you've been working on it. And, sure. you know, I'm thinking that, man, they don't want to hear this no more. But <laughs> people that's listening, like, yeah, oh, you done added on to it. So, yeah. Well, this yeah, is a lesson dope. I had to learn the hard way too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. the temptation we all have as open bikers is like, okay, we're doing it for a lot of the same people, so it's going to be bad yeah. if we do the same jokes. Everybody's heard it before, so we got to write new stuff. Yeah. So 
Like I say, man, I just think about when I go to other cities and stuff, all the old stuff is new to them. Heck yeah. So, you know, like, I mean, I heard, you know, from a comedian, uh, Kelly K-Dub in Atlanta, he said to do anything you bring new, do it 52 times yeah. straight, and then you go to something else. K-Dub said that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Dude, I've so. seen that guy before. Oh, yeah, he tough. I, oh, my gosh. Yeah, Dude, that tough. guy scares me. Why? He's just... He's intimidating. He's oh. like got a ton of swag, man. He yeah. Well, I remember. So he was at Uptown Comedy Corner. You ever been down there, south no, of Atlanta? That's, that's my goal. I want to. I want to perform there. But yeah. Did I? Did you, I told. I performed there. Word. Yeah. I got booed off stage. Really? Dude, yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> you got booed. Yeah. Oh man. We, I don't. I, I didn't plan on telling this story, but yeah, Kato. Uh, yeah, dude, it was rough. <laughs> I I got thrown on stage because. Uh, they have the on Sunday nights at Uptown Comedy. They have the uh, amateur competition, and uh, oh. the, one of the guys from Spartanburg introduced me to the host. And uh, it was it was K Dub. K wasn't hosting that night, but I'd been there a different night when K Dub was there. Yeah. And uh, dude, I did not do well. I was only a month in, so I yeah. was just trying to observe. But I wasn't going to say no if they. Oh yeah. And uh, uh, they were know. they were booing everybody who wasn't doing well, so I didn't feel like targeted, yeah. targeted. But it was like. And see, that's the thing about going down there to Atlanta or any other place, you know, because Greenville, you know, we, we it's kind of it's friendly here. You know what I'm saying? They don't even they have a no booing rule. But, you know, when you go to these other places, they don't really show you. you yeah. Know what I'm saying? Not that you're bad or nothing, but it'll show you that you need to keep working. Yeah. Because, you know, so. But, yeah, I I hope I don't get booed. I, just, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't trying to get booed. <laughs> I ain't never been booed, but I done been silenced. Silence. It's, it's, it's not been silenced. And I done heard people talking while I was performing. That, that's, oh. that's, that's damn near worse than a that's, boo. That's almost worse, yeah. Because yeah. it's like you're not even there. Like, it's like oh, you're just shit. talking to now a wall. Now I got to show my ass now. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. Well, dude, that's why I got booed off stage. Cause yeah. I did the. I bent over and did the Instagram. But see, when thing. you go in places like that, you gotta just go in there with your hardest, your your best material. You can't. Yeah. Even, you can't even play. Don't even go in there and play. You need to go in there with your best stuff. Yeah. That you know gonna get a, a laugh. Uh huh. And keep it at that. Yeah. Well, I didn't even have any material, so that was doubly that was bad. Oh yeah. But it was a month in. You good? It's yeah. Good. You did it. So, do you have any like jokes that you could share? Just like hit me with a joke, like a quick one. Oh man. Um. It's a quick joke. How long ago? Is this I don't know. Whatever. Okay. I'm going to put you on the... Um, yeah, man. So, comedy ain't really nothing, you know. Comedy, everybody think it's so... They think it's all good and everything. And, you know, it's really a long, dark road <laughs> leading to poverty. And, you know, I got a lot of family members. You know, they always try to think just because I, I do it that they can do it but uh-huh. they don't know that like I'm going in on my third year of comedy and I only, only not made $40 <laughs> David and, and and yeah and I'm thinking about going back into work for it I need two jobs now yeah yeah, yeah. so and comedy they, they, they don't offer dental dental and health plans so like yeah a lot of these comics they got rotten teeth in their mouth and they can't smile too hard because they missing teeth and it's, it's embarrassing it sucks. The breath stink. 
Dude, yeah. I love that. That's I don't know if that was a joke or not. But no, that's part of it. Well, was, I was thinking like a knock-knock yeah. knock joke or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, dude, you're doing your set. This is great. That's my, that's yeah. my, that's the favorite thing. That was, that was my first favorite joke of yours when I first, like, yeah. I've been doing this two years. I don't make $40. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I tell that story Glad everywhere. Glad I didn't quit that my job for this. you damn right. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I say that everywhere I go because it's the truth. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, it, it's not, you know. Dude, it is. But it, it is, like, in hindsight, like, because, you know, like I say, man, a lot of people that I know close to me, you know, they thought that they can do it just because they saw me doing it. But, like I say, when you actually put people in that world and they see that it's not what people thinking they're going to blow up the next day. Yeah. And all, man, listen, I had a cousin ask me that. <laughs> what did he say? Every time I go perform, he just asks me how much do they pay me. I'm like, cuz, do your job pay you every day you go? Like, yeah. Or do they pay you like at the end of the week or something? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, Once a month. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, like I say, for a comedian, man, you got to really love it to be doing it. Cause, Dude, yeah. Yeah. You, you got to love it to be doing it because you, you're doing it for free, essentially, for the first however long. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. That's yeah. funny too. I've like friends and family sometimes. Oh, I want to come see you perform. I'm like, no you don't. Yeah. No you don't. It, that's I mean, the some, worst. some rooms are fun, but like I don't know. Sometimes we're just that's at the Habib's worst, Mediterranean man. restaurant and there's two people in the audience yeah, and comics. It's not what you're thinking. That's no. what I say. I was, it feels like glorified karaoke almost in, in certain I I will invite them to, you know, the, the Thursdays or something where yeah. I know they can have at least have a good time. Right. The Thursdays he's talking about is comedy zone. That's the joke show. Yes, yeah, sir. Uh eight o'clock Thursdays. That usually gets a pretty good audience. Yeah. At least How many people can, you think that are average there? Like forty, thirty to forty. I would say, I would with say thirty comedy. to forty. And it's yeah. a nice thirty to forty. I mean, they write in your face. I mean Yeah. You know, necessarily we shouldn't be worried about how many people there, but, you know, sometimes energy do play a big part in uh-huh. a lot of stuff. So. And I like that stage a lot. We've talked about it because it's designed for comedy. Exactly. And people so. that's coming in there are coming in there for comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, so. They don't always get it. I don't know for Mike. Yeah. <laughs> they don't. Man. They don't. They don't. But, yeah, dude, I like that stage. It's got, like, a nice semicircle. Yeah. And this audience is kind of around you so you can work – Mm-hmm. You know, and you on top of everybody, so they got to look up to you, and you know the attention they got, they kind of got to pay attention to you. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, so, what is your uh, biggest dumpster fire story in life? Like a, a story where you just everything went wrong, and it doesn't have to be on stage. It could be, in fact, maybe better if you're a story where everything went wrong. Yeah, man. I ask every comic this. I, I usually got a good one or two. Ooh, man, I t- <laughs> got a lot of them to pay. <laughs> well, everything went wrong, man. You, you know I talk about the health department a lot on stage. Oh, yeah, Dante's day job. He works at the health department. Yeah, yeah, man. I went from visiting the health department to working in there, but besides <laughs> the point. Um, I think my biggest, what you call it again? I just call it dumpster fire. Start, dumpster like- fire. Uh, yeah, man. Uh. It's crazy, dude. I remember, <laughs> I remember one time, man. I thought I had something, man. I thought I had an STD, bro. And <laughs> and I swear to God, I held out for the longest because I was so nervous. I ain't had no insurance. I was like, man, they ain't even gonna give me the same treatment as they gave the regular people. Yeah. 
And, you know, I waited so long, man. Psyched me out, you know. And Was it in your own head? Like, dang, I think I have some symptoms, but I'm man, not, I'm not sure, though. Your, your head might make you start feeling shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, and I, I messed around, and I got some insurance. And I went to, uh, I got I got a physician, man. And I went to him. And I'm like, you know, doc. I'm like, Doc, you know what? I need to get to the real story, man. I think something really going on with me. I need to pull my pants down. I need to show you. And when I, pull, when I put my pants down, David, he looked at me. He said, that is B9. I said, hold on. That, that must be insurance talk. What, what does that mean? He was like, that's B9, Dante. He said, that, that's nothing. He that said, means you're good, right? Yeah. He, he said, I don't see no signs of anything on you. And he said, you know, you got a better chance of dying in a car accident. And I was like, oh, man. And I was like, I done flipped out on my girlfriend over this <laughs> shit and all kind of stuff, man. And it ain't even nothing. Dude, how awkward is that conversation? Did you, like, call for, like, yeah, I got an earache. And you're like, not the real thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, and, and, and that's messed up, man, because when you go in there, they, they want to ask you loudly, like, why are you in here? And, you know, you got to lie, my hamstring. But really, <laughs> yeah, my hamstring. But, yeah, yeah, when you get to the back, that's when you need to tell the truth. But he yeah. said benign pretty quick. Yeah, benign. Benign. Yeah. I said, I like he's like, dude, pull your damn head. I don't want to. Yeah. Do I said, doc. Did I, you get even good at the look, doc? Like, are you sure? Yeah, that's why I said, I said, doc. <laughs> I, did you see what I'm telling you about though? Like, and, and he, and I said, yeah, that, that must be insurance talk. I, 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 yeah, but yeah, man, I, I, I can't really think of another time. You know, everything just uh, you know a dumpster fire moment. But that that was one of them though. Cause that's pretty awkward. That's a fear, man. Just going in that health department like that shit is shameful. Yeah. That's like a walk of shame. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. So, but yeah, that thing that was that thing that was the most, just the, the most the messed up moment I had, man, so far. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty good, man. Yeah, yeah. man. That's it. True. It's just real. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. I. Uh, so you you're now 26, going on 27. Yes, sir. And uh, been doing stand up. How many years? You say three. 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 Okay. So what what got you into it when you first started? What got you on stage the first time? And um, well, of course, you know, back in high school and all of that, I was a class clown and best sense of humor and all of that. But one day, necessarily, I, mean, I was at home and I had a friend girl over, and she had her cousin with her, just two girls, and we were just sitting there having a regular conversation, man. You know, just catching up, and they were just dying laughing. Everything I said, everything. And I mean everything I said to them, it just made them laugh. It was it was like, and the girl was just like, "You need to go downtown and do stand up comedy at the uh, Coffee Underground." Oh, okay. And I was like, "All right." I was like, "When they do it?" She's like, "I don't know. Just go down there and see." And I went down there. That was a Thursday night. She told me that I went down there on a Friday night, and I want to say I saw Craig. But you were thinking about it then. So you went down the next day. Like that, that, oh, yeah. That was something that really. She put it in my bing, head. Like, because when I was in high school and middle school, you know, like everybody used to always tell me, you know, you funny. You know? yeah. But, you know, you don't never know where to take it. To right. But I think it. there's something different about you because you did it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's a lot of friends that would say that. Oh, dude, you're so funny. You should yeah. be a comedian. I'm sure there's like a billion people that get told that. Yeah, man. But it's not everybody that goes downtown the next day to actually follow the up on it. The next day. I'll never forget, man. And I went down there. I think I ran into... Craig, Craig Holcomb? Craig Holcomb. And he, he, told, still, he still runs it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, still yeah. does, yeah. yeah. And Craig Holcomb was like, come back on Monday. That's the open mic. And I was like, all right. this my. I was like, this is it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the rest was history. I went down there. I did three minutes. How'd your first set go? My first set, man, was... I went last. I went 18th. 
that night. So I really was more anxious when I got up there. It wasn't really even nerves anymore. I was anxious. So I just got up there and really just started talking, man. You know, I mean, I literally been talking about that health department shit since. Yeah. Because that was all I even knew to talk about. You know what okay. I mean? I didn't really. Even, so it was all She right. were at that same job back then. So you had that as. No, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, oh, you referenced the health department story. Yeah. From when you yeah, had to go there to you the, go. the doctor. Okay. There you go. But. Man, your whole life's about the health department. Word. I mean, because that <laughs> shit is, is real, man. But. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. And. Yeah. Yeah, I did three minutes down there, and I went home that night, and I cried. I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't even believe I did this shit. You cried? You cried out of sad, or were you just? No. When I when I got home, I was just thrilled. I couldn't okay. believe I did it. Like, so it's just emotion. Yeah, I was like, man, I laid down, and I was like, man, I can't believe it. Like, I actually heard my voice on the microphone. Like, I, I got I got a laugh, and it was enough. It was a, it was a big enough high. It was a small enough high. To make me come back next Monday, uh-huh. and the next Monday, and eventually, you know, comedy's on, and eventually, we're yeah. here now. So, yeah. Have you missed any? Uh, have you had any time, significant time off? Or are you basically been doing it every week since that Monday? Um. Well, it wasn't even just that same uh, venue. I mean, just the Coffee Underground. But I just start doing comedy. I start trying to find everywhere. Right, right, right. Like, but in general, you you've yeah. been doing it ever since. Yeah, like yeah. ever since that Monday. It was like, oh man, I gotta find a Tuesday, a Wednesday, and a Thursday. Yeah. I, I, I didn't even care if it was in Charlotte, Atlanta, sure. Charleston. I was just driving everywhere. And yeah, that's how it happened, man. That's but cool, man. That Coffee Underground room is kind of interesting. I was there last night and uh, yeah, or, or Monday night. Yeah. It's 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 nice though. I mean, you know, you can go in there and do some exercise, some stuff. And, you yeah. Know, so I, it's all carpeted. I found it was very like the the sound just it gets absorbed it into the walls. Yeah. But if you can get um, 25 people in the coffee on the ground, that's a sold out show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we got pretty good. We got pretty good laughs on Monday. Really? It was, they were. Yeah. I mean, the tone, the energy of the show was very kind of low yeah. key. Yeah. But you could still tell when your jokes were working. It was like mm-hmm. it wasn't, you know. Yeah. You, you know when you can feed off. You're like, OK, I can do that tomorrow again. I'm gonna build on that tomorrow. But mm-hmm. yeah, I like the coffee on the ground. Man. Yeah. Hmm. So, uh, I mean, that first mic you did, I mean. It sounds like you had this in you just dying to come out, but um, had you ever done any public speaking before or any sort of performing uh, growing up or in high school? Um, No, besides like public speaking classes, you know, like, but I didn't do anything like as far as being on a microphone or, well, I mean, talent shows when I was a kid. What'd you do as a talent show? Well, I was a stunt devil. I was, I was the one that came through like through the smoke doing the backflips because I was one of the only kids. Well, I say me and this dude, Shaquise Vernon. I know, yeah, Shaquise Vernon, if he watching. <laughs> he, me and him, could, we was the only two that could do backflips. So they used to make us do all the stunts and the jump hires and the flips and stuff during the talent shows. At what age are we talking? Man, it's probably like 12, 11 okay. maybe. Yeah. Man, all the girls in sixth grade must have been Ooh, pretty they was digging man. you. Man, and I was dark-skinned too. Guy, <laughs> guy that could do the backflip? <laughs> I can do a freaking. Oh yeah, I can do them, man. Still to this day. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. So you didn't have any significant performance stuff, but you 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 had a you just had a knack for it. I was just always that person, man. Even in high school, middle school, like I was always the person to light up the room. Like, Mm -hmm. I used to like, I used to get along with everybody. The big girls, the nerds, the ugly. Not 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 to say anybody was ugly, but people that was treated ugly, I would say that. But like, I was people can be ugly. Yeah, they can. 
<laughs> let's not let's not act like God ain't put some regular motherfuckers on. There's some sixes and some fives. <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, you get what I'm, I'm just messing. No, you yeah. no, that's great. You were cool with everybody. Yeah, man, because I just I, I was always that type of person. You know, I always wanted to. I always had a knack for when I was in rooms to make everybody laugh, and to because when you're making people laugh, man, I noticed this in like middle school, literally, maybe ninth grade. Mm-hmm. You know, just when I was in classrooms, just making people laugh. And like you know, I'm listening to when it died down and hitting them again, because you know, once you get that first one, you don't even want it to stop again. So like, I kind of develop. That's crazy. You're developing that sense that of neck at, awareness. Yeah, because yeah, like you know, and you know, it, it, that, that's that's kind of what gave me a natural ability to feel comfortable with comedy too. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like I try to get up there and just have conversations. Yeah. Yeah. That's just tough. Well, that's why I think. Uh, you know, when my friends have comments like, oh, that guy was great. Um, it, it seems very like effortless. Like when you're on stage, I think you smile a lot. I noticed that right away. Yeah. You kind of have like this mischievous smirk and you kind of. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. And then you, you kind of uh, you just have this natural likability and, and, and confidence that um, people aren't nervous if you that you're going to, you know, not be able to carry yeah. your set. Yeah. And I mean. uh so your punchlines don't have to be off the wall. Like it's very, yeah. I, I mean, you know, that's what that's. I try to make people real comfortable with me for one. You know what I'm saying? Because doing comedy, man, I think people have to. I think people gotta like you, man, first to even laugh at you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because like they do. Yeah, they, they got they gotta like something about you—a smile, <laughs> your, your shoes, your sweat, something, anything, uh-huh. and. And that's why I use a, a smile. You know, I try to smile to let people know it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. I smile out of nervousness. Yeah. But you, sometimes they'll just mimic it back. You, you got know? to. Uh-huh. I mean, I feel like the energy that you bring and give off, it, it'll be reciprocated with comedy. Like, you know, I try to make people feel like they're not at work mm-hmm. when they come see me perform or when they come to mics instead of me going up there, you know, and not smiling and being so serious and people feeling like they're at work. And everybody want to get off work while they're there. So oh, yeah. I don't want nobody to get, you know. So I try to just relay like that, man. I, we having fun tonight. Like, yeah. we finna go out here and have a blast. Like, yeah. So, you know. Yeah, it should be fun. Yeah. Because if you think about work, I mean, you you uh, work, it's an office job. Yeah, Right? Man. I mean, have you ever been, do you have these conference calls or meetings uh, where you're sitting there and it lasts an hour? Man. I can't even think back to that time. I don't have meetings like that, but, like, I think about, like, uh how could I sit through a public lecture basically Ugh. that's not stand up for that long? I'm like, I'm expecting punches every few seconds. And this guy's just talking about information. Like yeah, it's, it's ruined me for that type of thing. And I, like I said, I'm in the office job now and I just had a meeting with my supervisor yesterday about me wandering around too much. <laughs> I say, listen, I say, listen. were you socializing or, or wandering? I mean, that's just what I do at work, bro. Like, you know, I yeah. set my workout. I hit, you know, what I got to do at certain times, and I get up, I go to the vending machine, I walk around the building, like, I told my supervisor, hey, man, we, we grown. Yeah. Like, you got to get used to that. I'm, I'm not one of these people that's going to be sitting in my office and yeah. letting it consume me. I, yeah. I'm, as long as you're getting your stuff done, there's yeah, no I get reason it done, why there's yeah. not, like. Oh, I get it done, but. No, I was the same way. I had a cubicle job when I first graduated, yeah. and I enjoyed the socializing aspect as much as the work I was yeah. doing. That's Just going I, by, saying hi throughout the day. Like, what's up? Like, that's what I try to tell them, man. Listen, we spend the majority of our life here. We going to have to make the best out of this. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I talk about, 
Yeah, work. You know how he's, yeah, talk about work and stuff on stage and, you know, the differences between, you know, yeah, our attitudes and stuff. Like, I'm in here working on a mixtape, lady. Please take that shit on. Oh, the difference between uh, black, black people. White, black, black people and white people at work. Like, yeah. The only thing, the only difference, this is going off course. No, okay. tell me about this. Because, I mean, if you want to tell this, I know this is part of your material. I don't want to put it. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, I just say it because the only difference between black and white people is our psyche, our psychological, our thought process. That's the only difference. Uh-huh. Period. Okay. It's no different between me and you. The only difference between us is our thought process. Uh-huh. Like, and I learned that by being at work. Like, you know. The people at my job, the white people, they be like, oh, my God, I could do this for hours and hours. I'm like, bitch, I'm about to die. Like, I'm going to go outside and hit my blunt three times. Like, this shit crazy. And then you realize, you're like, we got to be here how long? Like, yeah, I'm going to work on my mixtape. I got to find out a way out. I got to find a way out this bitch because this shit is going to kill me. Like, yeah, yeah. I learned it at work, man. Like, we, we totally, like, me and one of my buddies at work, I was like, "Hey man, let's let, let's 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 try to start us a little a small company, man, or just something, anything." You were talking about that, with, yeah, yeah. You know, like, dude, he, let's, he, he, let's build a way out of yeah, this crap, dude. Come on, let's build a wall, guy. He, he a white build, dude, so we think different. He like, <laughs> he like, he like, man, I just want to find somewhere to retire, man, and you know, at sixty five. And I was like, "Hey man, fuck you, man." I was like. Hey, <laughs> I said, I can't believe I ever even thought I was your friend, man. For you 65. And I, I, yeah. I, I get where he's coming from because it's a lot of people that didn't apply themselves. And at 65 right now, they're starting over like they're in their 20s again. Yeah. So I, but no, I can't, I can't do it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go to work every day for my money, man. Not, yeah. not every day. That's going to hurt my, that's going to hurt my mental, man. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, dude, that'll kill you. Yeah, it will. Cubicle for that long, dude. Have you seen the movie Office Space? No. Okay, that's a that's an old movie now, but uh, but yeah, that's about a guy who's very unhappy at his office job, and he oh. goes berserk and tries to, yeah. Oh man. But yeah, dude, that's a true. Um, I'm serious, man. I try to tell people, but yeah. So would you say stand up is uh, kind of an alternative to that? Something you love to do outside of? Yeah, definitely, man. Stand up is something I love to do. Like I say, because I, I can do it any given day. Uh, not even skill level. Just I can just do it. I mean, now I feel like I just just give me a mic, man. Let's just let's yeah. Just, let's do some co- so yeah, I know I love comedy. I mean, ever since I did it, man. Like I've never ever since high school, man. I haven't did anything for free. You know what I'm saying? Like I went to college. I was working jobs and doing all of this stuff. But I was working jobs for money. I was doing stuff for money. You know what I'm saying? And I don't even like going to work every day for money. Mm-hmm. But I like going to do comedy every day for nothing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's fun. You're around a bunch of failures. All of us ain't nothing but failures. Yeah. You think about it. Like, yeah. All of us just go up there and talk about, fail- I mean, the other side of life that people are ashamed to talk about. So, like, you know, I try to be a disconnect, man. That That's me. Yeah. I like to be a real disconnect. That's why I talk about the health department and STDs and <laughs> and shit like that because yeah, everybody done went in there and you know what I'm saying they don't ask you what <laughs> test you want to take and now you gotta have them say it all loud and shit oh so <laughs> it's like I like to talk about that because it make people like 
it make people take a, a liking more to me. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? They like, I want to know about this dude off stage. Like, let's go yeah. talk to him. You know what I'm saying? So I had a lady walk me to my car one night, an old white lady, man. Like, yeah. When I first she was hitting on you? No, she wasn't hitting on me. She was tell, she was giving me tips on how to be a, a good father because my son hadn't came out in the world yet. Huh? I was just talking about pre-prep, you know. What oh, I'm your, your wife or your girlfriend was pregnant at the time. Yeah, yeah and yeah. no shit, baby mama. She ain't my girlfriend. Baby mama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't say, don't ever say no shit like that, baby. I almost said wife, dude. Oof. I, I would have messed this up. I, I can't even afford to get. This is bad interview prep. I should. Yeah. I should. I can't even. I can't even afford to get divorced. I know I can't afford <laughs> to get married. <laughs> I might need to write that down. That was good. I didn't say that. Yeah, dude, you want to get your pen out? No, I got it. It's right here. I'm it's right there. Yeah. I'm take it right tonight. I might take it to the radio room tonight. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. We got. I'm gonna go to the radio room tonight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, dude, that's 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 have fun, man. That's it. Yeah. Um, who's your favorite comic? Man, my favorite comic. Uh, well, I got two, but my favorite comic is Mike Epps. Um. Yeah, Mike Epps and Red Fox. Um, but Mike Epps, man, that's my favorite comic because he just make me laugh when I see him. I don't even he don't have to even say nothing yet. You know what I'm saying? Like when they, yeah. when they announce his name and he can walk out there, his swagger and the way he just the way he move his body, like the way he do everything, man. The way he it's his mannerisms, like it's just funny before he even picked the mic off the take the mic off the stand and. That's always something I tried to not mimic, but just think about. Like, like you said, I want people to like me right. before I even do that. Before you say anything, yeah, like yeah. So just so. his stage presence and his yeah, man, his stage presence. Like, it's 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 ridiculously funny. I mean, when I say like, it's a different kind of funny. It's not like you laughing because you got to. It's because you laughing because boy, this shit is funny. Yeah, because you know, like when some comedians, man. Some comedians, you know, they got punchlines and stuff, and some people laugh because the joke is over and that was the punchline. Yeah, because it's structurally correct. Yeah, it's structurally correct for you to laugh. Yeah. It's like they got the applause sign up. Yeah. But, you know, like, Mike Epps, man, when you watch and listen to him, dude, it's people in the crowd, like, that's still laughing from two jokes ago that can't even stop. Yeah. And he's going to the next one, like, they yeah. are. So, you know, and Red Fox, uh, my favorite comic, too, because for one, he was one of the first comics that was, you know, just saying the N word. Oh, I can say it, nigga. He was saying nigga, but he was he was one of them like saying that on stage for the first time, like in front of you know different kind of people. It was just a, it was just a level of confidence and boldness he had. That's what I like. That's what I liked about him. So yeah, yeah. So Mike Epps and Red Fox. When yeah. did you start watching their comedy? Did you did you start watching them as a young? Uh, well, I started watching Red Fox on the Sanford and Son show. That was like the first form of comedy I was seeing as a kid. My uh-huh. daddy gave me like all the DVDs, and I used to watch Sanford and Son. And it was so it was clever and witty comedy. Like it was just back and back, uh-huh. you no know, conversational comedy. Like they were just conversing, and it was just jokes coming out of it. Right. So that's where I learned how to do like my. Just regular, just making people laugh, sitting with me and you. Uh-huh. But you know, Mike Epps, like I say, that's where the the mannerisms and like, I just like the idea of people liking me off stage, sure. like like him. Mike Epps, one of them, them uh, comedians, man. He don't have to go. I'll say celebrities, comedians, people. He don't need security or nothing, like you know, because people like Mike Epps. You know what I'm saying? I don't think he has to worry about any problems like that. Yeah, because people actually like him man he's 
Um, he is hilarious. Yeah. I uh, I don't. Mike Epps is not somebody I follow as closely. Definitely. Um, he had a role in uh, um, The Hangover, didn't he? He did. He was the drug dealer, the drug dealer. who yeah. got the Rooflin mixed up with yeah. the the yeah. ecstasy. Word. Yeah. He. <laughs> He's the duck. He's yeah, the yeah. I am duck. Yeah, man. That's why I said he's he, duck too. Classic mix up. Yeah, that, that, that was classic, man. That's why I said he, he, he a natural man. He, yeah, he one of the most natural comedians that I didn't. Sure. So he does comedic him. acting as well. Yeah. Um. Do you think you'd ever like to be an actor? Do you think you have the ability? I mean, I think you, you do. It seems like you have I mean, a good charisma too. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, man. I think for comedians, that's probably like your first big break. If you ask me, because a lot of people ask me, like, what's your goal with comedy? Like, what you want to get to? You know, of course, I want to build a platform with comedy uh-huh. to where I don't got to work no more. Like, I can, like, I got enough going on to where comedy can compensate for my daytime job. Yeah, just cover your bills. Yeah, yeah. Not trying to be a millionaire or anything. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, yeah. So. That's a good goal. Yeah, and just to build a platform with it and to get a little, just get a small role, man, to the point to where. You know, you get a small role and make something out of it, a movie role, as I'm saying, and you make something out of it. Just get your worth up. I think a lot of people try to get to the point to where you, you, you're worth something. You know what I mean? And when you're worth something, you know, you got a little bit more leeway and power to where you, you know you can you can show up here and make money or you can show up here yeah. and get an appearance fee uh-huh. or something like that. So that's what I'm trying to get to. Just when I'm worth something, and I got a platform. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting when you think about the acting thing. Like, I've never thought about acting really or done any of it, yeah. but when you think about the stand-up comedians that get big, that get movie roles. Yeah. Even if it's just not main roles, but yeah. like, oh, yeah. it seems like comedians have an easier time acting, even if they're not great actors, than the other way around. Like an actor trying to be a comedian. Yeah. I think it's yeah. a lot harder. And you can, I think, I think you can be an actor, bro. You do? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah definitely. Um, but I think the reason why it's easier for an actor, I mean, a comedian to be an actor I don't even think it's easier on the comedian. I think it's easier on the 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 film crew, like the people that's directing this movie. Because when they get comedians in a lot of these movies, Mike Epps per se, they don't even have to write nothing for them. Damn near. Yeah. A lot of times, you know, when they get they pull comedians to be in films, yeah, they just want you to get in there and be the guy that they've been watching you. Be. Right. They're like, hey man, just get in there and just. Say some funny stuff, you know. Yeah, exactly. You can read they, the script on the page probably and be yeah. like, "I know what's supposed to happen. We Let want, me just work." Yeah, we we want you it. to get the scenario, and we want you to just put your twang on it. Yeah. So I think it's easier on everybody bringing comedians into the acting world instead of bringing actors in the comedian world. But mm-hmm. I mean, because because for comedy, man, you got to have a kind of a natural. Um, you gotta have a natural likability and and funny about you, just a, a tad bit, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, a lot of actors, I mean, they so used to orchestrated lines. And yeah, like, they don't know how to loosen up or something. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, so, but it's hard for an actor, I bet, because you you're on a closed set, you don't get a lot of real time feedback. Stand up's the total opposite. You get feedback constantly, right now. Yeah, right. and you know if you're doing bad pretty instantly, so you have to just naturally kind of yeah. like calibrate how you're doing. And you don't have no beat in comedy either. There's no beat. Like, I mean, you got a song to bring you out maybe, wherever, mm-hmm. you know, but when that song cut off, you are the beat. Like, you are Yeah, the... you gotta be your own beat. So it's like, you know, it's that's what's so different about it. You know what I mean? We're not going off of no beat or, because you know, when a, when a rap song come on, 
before the words even being said, we already into it. But yeah. it's this hard, boy. And then they start rapping. Mm-hmm. But like I say, comedy. Yeah. All right, now what you about to say? Yeah. Make us laugh. Have you ever seen Curb Your Enthusiasm? No. Larry that? David, Jerry Seinfeld. Uh-uh. So uh, you know Seinfeld, but mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I won't I won't spend too much time on this. But it mm-hmm. just goes to the point of like uh, written scripts versus improvisation. So Larry David, who wrote the Seinfeld show, primarily Larry and Jerry wrote it together. Mm-hmm. Curb Your Enthusiasm is his HBO show. Um, he writes the stories, but the dialogue is basically all improvised. Gotcha. And a lot of the people that are on that show are comedians gotcha. or improv comedy actors. Mm-hmm. And it makes the show pretty hilarious because it seems organic. It doesn't seem forced. Yeah. The script is not, yeah, you know, pre-written to pop. But yeah, I love that show. Yeah. Um I think to do comedy too, you gotta have like some just some certain natural instincts. That's uh-huh. why I think all comics is like more gangster than rappers and stuff like that. Like I think R and B singers and com- comedians is two of the most like gangsters people in the really? world. Really? Yeah, man. Cause like you gotta have some real like some some like life skills and like situational skills to be a comedian. Cause like. I, re- I I relate being a comedian to like about to being about to get jumped or something like. Like yeah. man, I used to use humor to get myself out of a lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? When I was, cause I was always small too back when I was in middle school, okay. and high school. So I used to always come in with the defense of making people laugh. Yeah. So you wouldn't even think about fighting me. Yeah. You like he can we he can't fight he he fun even though I don't know if I can or not fight. But yeah. You ain't gonna think about it when y'all ain't even gonna think about bringing me to no bad situations. Like, right. So you know. Did Kevin Hart have that same thing? Cause Kevin Hart's not a big dude. Yeah, he, he used not, comedy as a way to kind of. I think he did though. I mean, um, I think he did though. I, I, I read his book, man, and it, it was so good. It was good. But yeah, he he definitely he definitely. I think he used comedy as a defense too. Okay. Well. um, uh, good deal, man. Sorry, I gotta. So, uh, this is kind of the heavy question, but uh, what is your biggest regret in life in your 27 years? Man. Biggest regret. Biggest regret in life, man. I think one of my biggest regrets in life, dude. I know a lot of people say they don't have regrets, but I mean, certain shit you just can't, you you ain't gonna get out your mind. You gonna think about it for the rest of your life, yeah. but. I just think one of my biggest regrets, and this is like a regret from like any day, is like just not listening to my mom. <laughs> For real, dude. Cause like, boy, ten times out of nine, moms is always right, <laughs> and it's so crazy. Cause like I say, yeah, every time I didn't listen to it, I just I, I learned real quick to listen to her. It didn't take no time, so. Uh-huh. I just think that's one of my biggest regrets in life. But another one of my biggest regrets in life, man, let me see, probably would be, man, when I was in high school, dude, I was, a, I was, I played basketball. I was a good, pretty good basketball player. And uh-huh. I had a choice, man, to go to prom or an all-star game to play in. Okay. What'd you pick? And I went to prom. What? And man, it's better been hot. It's been money over bitches ever since then. Cause <laughs> I will never. I was in high school, you know. I was like, 
I was kind of like a little a lover boy. You know, I, I used to, I mean, I had all the girls and stuff, but when I had a girlfriend, I used to love her. But, man, they was on prom and stuff was on the same day, and we had already been planned all this stuff and everything, and then the all-star invitation thing came. Uh-huh. And I chose prom. I think that was the worst decision I made in my life. Oh, my One God. Of, even though I don't regret it, I mean, because if I was supposed to play college ball, I probably would have played if I was – that damn good, you know. I was good though, but yeah, you know, I, I I don't really regret it. But that's just one thing. I'm like, damn, I just want to know how many points I would score or something. Like, <laughs> what I was gonna do? Yeah, what if there was a scout there that could have been like, man, Dante I mean, Anderson? I'm sure, but you man, know, let's sign this guy right now. Yeah, but it's all. Yeah, good. You could have blown it, dude. Yeah, it's all good, man. <laughs> I'm a comedian now, making no. three dollars every <laughs> month. <laughs> No, dude, so, you know, that's all right. That's about it, though. You know. It's not bad to make sacrifices for the girl. I mean, it is. Did she? Did it mean a lot to her that you went to prom instead of going to your game? Uh, did she I know mean, you made that sacrifice I mean, for? Her? I mean, hey, man, that was in 2012. So let me say something. Nine years later, we ain't together. Well, yeah. So I mean, I don't. I. I for the foreseeing future, it didn't it, it didn't mean nothing. I should have went and did that <laughs> shit. Like and you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, now when you get older, when you got opportunities coming, you like, listen, baby, I gotta go do this right here because me and you ain't gonna make what they finna give me. Right. So we just gonna have to either put this on the back burner or a long distance or so I don't know. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But yeah, that that was that I should have never did that. It's money over bitches now. <laughs> I'm getting money. I'm just playing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! So listen to mom, money over bitches. I like yeah, it. word man. Um, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? The best piece of advice I ever received, man. Um, I would probably have to say it was from a therapist, dude. Um, a therapist I used to talk to. He told me one day, you know, it was a lot of stuff I was going through and that I was telling him about. And I was in a mind state of all of this can change, you know. I can ch- it can change, it can change, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you could fix it? Just the situation I was in, yeah. And and while I was telling him the situation I was in, I said, I said, but sometimes, man, I think this is just how it's going to be. You know what I'm saying? I think this is just what it is. Like, I don't know. And he said, can you please say that line over again real quick? You know what I'm saying? And I said, yeah, man, I think this is just how it's going to be. You know, I don't, I don't think I, I think I need to stop trying. He said, and bingo, there you go. He said, you need to let go of things you can't control, man. Like, he said, it's going to lighten your load a whole lot right now in this situation and in life. So I think yeah, the best piece of advice I ever got was from a therapist, man. He told me, you need to you need to let go of things you can't control and accept it, man. Like that it that that's what it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It ain't ain't nothing gonna change. You not gonna change nothing about it. You know, so yeah, I think that's it, man. Like and it'll lighten your load in life, you know, because you can't you really can't save everybody. You you can't. You know what I'm saying? That, that that's something that we got to do inside of ourselves. So like you know, you only gonna bring more danger or harm or stress to a situation like that. You better off being the example so people can see you. Sure. That's simple as that, man. You just got to exemplify greatness and let people choose. Because after a certain age, after 25, when the brain develops, man, 
it's right or wrong from now. I ain't no more like, oh man, you know, because I, I, I hear a lot of dudes like in relationships, like, oh man, my girl got damn talking to this other dude, man. And yeah. You like, yeah, but what you did? Oh, I be fucking all the bitches, but still, she ain't got, <laughs> she ain't got a goddamn. Yeah. And I, you know, what I'm saying so, like, yeah, man. After a certain amount of time, it's, it's right or wrong. I ain't no. Mm-hmm. Just have a good, it, 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 did you do it right or did you do it the wrong way? You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that's why when I be at work and they come in my office and they're like, Dante, did you? I'm like, no, I didn't do it. It ain't been done. I just go ahead and just put myself in the room. Okay. I go ahead and do it. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead because it, 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 it just free. Okay. So, yeah, but I don't know how that went there. But no, that that's was, a, no, that's a good, that's a good one. Yeah, that um, was it, man. Because, uh, I don't know. Were you type A growing up? Bullet type? No, <laughs> no, no. Like, uh, like you like to control situations, or you like to like kind of have like you. Um. To be honest, man, I was kind of like I was passive aggressive, man. I didn't, I didn't really want to like get into stuff, and it wasn't because I was scared, just because I was scared to go to jail. I was scared of yeah. consequences, like you know, yeah. Because uh, I grew up like around my, a lot of my older cousins, and I watched them, man, just get in trouble, go to jail and stuff. So yeah. any form of trouble that I thought I was getting in, I'm like, oh, I'm going to jail. So I always related trouble with jail. So I don't want to get in there. I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I, uh, I was kind of type a like driven and like yeah. wanted to always have things work out just perfectly. And kind of maybe perfectionist would have been the right word, yeah. but, uh, uh, and that's why I always hated baseball. Because baseball, you fail 70% of the time. Like a 300 batting average gets you into the Hall of Fame in baseball, but it still means you're striking out or getting out 70% of the time. So I hated it. It it messed with my head because I was like, dude, I can't control this situation. Like, I'm failing all the time. My brain can't handle it. I'm too – I would cry when I got out. I would walk back to the dugout and cry. I I would put so much pressure on myself instead of just, you know, it is what it is is is. and just do your best. Mm Mm-hmm. And not not stressed. That was kind of what I was talking about with the type A thing, yeah. but um, that's good advice that your your therapist gave you. It is, man. He would yeah. you recommend therapy? Because I, I I thought about it. Man, was that, that helpful for you? Hell yeah, man. Like, and black people, I you know I I hate to be a black and white person, but I gotta I gotta be the one to address it too because it, it needs to be addressed. But black, yeah, we, I like talking about black it. people, man. They relate therapy to like. Wasting time. I don't want to talk to no therapist. Don't nobody need to know a lot, a lot too much about me. Da da da. But they go on Facebook and talk about how they gonna kill themselves tomorrow. Oh, or, yeah. So my thing is, but therapy was the only form of like unbiased conversation I ever had in my life. I think other than like, you know, I don't have females in my life. I honestly feel more comfortable telling f- women female stuff. Like girls I'm talking to, they they damn near kept better secrets and stuff. Than, but anyways, back to the to each other. Yeah, yeah, but back to the therapist. Though I I recommend therapy to everybody because man, you you need some unbiased conversation. You need to talk to somebody in the form of relief, like in the form of solution. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people complain in the form of just complaining and pity. They want somebody else to drown with them. Don't nobody yeah. don't nobody really even want help. You know what I'm saying? It's been yeah. a lot of people complaining for a long time, but yeah. damn, have you even tried to even? So I think therapy is the only real solution, man, because you need it, dude. Like, you know, my therapist, dude, was pulling stuff out of me that I was, don't even think about in my normal day. 
Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I recommend therapy. Yeah, well, it's good because the conversation gives you feedback. For sure. You know what I mean? Like, uh, if you're just complaining to complain, you're not really looking for anything coming back. Yeah, you're you just go. trying to make yourself feel better. Yeah. But if you're ha- if you're talking, if you're talking, somebody else can hear what you're saying and then yeah. get at some yeah. what you what's really going on, or maybe observe mm-hmm. things about you that you yeah. may not see. Blind spots is a big thing, man. I, yeah. I've I've had a lot of blind spots that yeah. I've had to like. You need it, man. Like you, people, people, people need therapy, dude. Like I say, but therapy ain't for people that don't want solutions. Like I got a, I got <laughs> a, a, I got an example. Like I had a buddy. I ain't even gonna say his name. I don't know what his situation is, what he going through. We went to elementary school together, but you know, he he hit me up on Instagram Messenger asking for like six dollars. <laughs> so you know, and he done did it twice. You know what I'm saying? And so my thing is, I'm like, hey man. This six dollars. Like, what is you? Gonna, if I cash up you six dollars, you only gonna get five seventy five of it. <laughs> what are you? What are you gonna do with this? I mean, four for four. You know what I'm saying? And so the second time he did it, I wrote him back and I was like, "Hey man, you know what I'm saying? You can go to a staffing." I said, "I said, bro, I can take you to a staffing company, bro, and get you a job in a day." I was like, "Do you got a job?" He was like, "Nah, I probably need to get one." Uh-huh. And that's when I was like, "Well, I can take you to say no reply." Yeah. So like. I'm not. I'm not even. I'm not. Yeah, you don't want therapy for real. Like, right. I'm trying to. I'm trying to like leap over this bar in five and six dollars. Yeah. So like, you have your own money, but you, well, that goes back to what you said before. It kind of is what it is. You can't make that person. I can't make them. Uh, help themselves. I can't do it. You can. You can give them something, a yeah. solution. But if they don't take it, it's not. It's That's not your I say, fault. Man. You gotta just. Yeah. yeah. You gotta offer what you can offer, and let it be. Huh. Yeah. They'll figure it out eventually. Oh, Ho- yeah. Hopefully. They, will. they mean, will. If they want to, they will. If they want to. Yeah. It's so. mm. yeah, good man. stuff, man. You gotta want it, man. Well, we've been talking for about 45 minutes, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. But uh, so, yeah, we can uh, end it uh, here. But uh, but yeah, before we go, where can people find you? Social media, comedy? Yeah, man. Uh, you can find me. My name is my real name on all my platforms. It's Dante Anderson. On Instagram, it's Dante Anderson on Facebook. Yeah. And it's Dante Anderson on Twitter. Nice. Yeah. You so tweet a lot? Not really. I I, I kind of just watch a little bit. But I used to be on Twitter back then, man. But it, it, it got too much for me. So I can't. Yeah, me even, too. Yeah. It got too political. I can't do Twitter yeah, anymore. It's too much social media. My mental health is at stake with all this, <laughs> with all this social media, man. I can't. It's, it's hard for me, dude. Yeah. I have, to, I have to get away from it. Someday. Yeah, it's funny. Like, follow us on social media, but. Yeah, definitely. It's also bad for your brain. Yeah, it is. And Dante Anderson is just spelled just like it sounds, right? D-O-N-T-E Anderson. Yeah, Yeah, you got D-O-N-T-E Anderson. And if you can't spell Anderson, we don't even need to be hanging out together. (laughs) So, yeah, you should know. All right, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for having me, my boy. I appreciate it. See you guys, buddy.